Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O likes my Bruce Springsteen better, even Bruce Springsteen. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the wild card weekend is done. Few teams bit the dust, some in uh, hilariously comedic fashion, some went out with a whimper, and there was one that was the end of an era. We'll get into all of that, but before we do, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Cheershot Radio Network in conjunction with... <laughs> TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And as my beautiful better half just said, use your heads. And that includes supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Reminding you that you're smarter than the average fan. That's why you're here. Right? 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 So support the movement. Go on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everyone. Hashtag journalism. Save Tag Team Wrestling. Endorsed by the almighty Jehovah God himself. I'm not bullshitting, folks. Listen to last week's DWI episode 307, I believe. Jehovah himself made an appearance. Yahweh, whoever the fuck. I don't think he's going to make it this week. (laughs) Oh, God. Little busy. Little busy. Yes. Jesus did the job. And his dad, we had him on our show, the promoter himself. Again, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, picking up a t-shirt or two or three or thrice. It sounds nice, doesn't it? Soft style. Gentlemen, only time that's acceptable. Ask your women. Again, TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. Ran a little long today, but that's all right. I am Mr. Velvet Fabulous, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner, PC Tunney. 
and the Reverend Raymond Cash. Gentlemen, greetings and salutations, salutations and greetings. I have a stupid question. Oh, boy. I mean, you know I'm the king of that, right? Uh, are you? <clears throat> I mean, I can ask some stupid ones. Okay. Uh, Good for... <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness is key in this business. Uh, um, is it? Yeah, well, it should be. Why, why don't we make chair shot condoms? We always tell you to always use your head. <sighs> right, so rubber nowadays, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you know, everybody wouldn't quite use them, you know, because they ban chair shots. Hey. I'm just saying, man, there's a chicken wing shortage. There's a gas shortage. I'm pretty sure there's a condom shortage as well. There's a chicken wing shortage, yet Taco Bell got fucking chicken wings. Think, people. That's No, they don't have chicken wings. They got wings. Listen, if you're going to Taco Bell for wings, you're the one with the problem. (laughs) You You deserve every bit of the Taco Bell wing you get when you go to Taco Bell for wings. If you're the person that goes to Taco Bell for wings. Did I make that clear enough for people that are going to Taco Bell for wings? So what you're saying is I shouldn't go get some wings from Taco Bell. I, I think hey. this I think I think in and of itself, the words that are contained within the sentence of <laughs> you asking the question, answer the question in and of it for yourself. You know? I'm not sitting here going to Joanne Fabrics looking for some fucking PVC pipes, am I? What if they have it though? What if it's in a bag? Then maybe on the way home after that, if you're hungry, you should stop at Taco Bell and get some fucking wings. That's worse than gas station burritos or hot dogs. Hey, you're not well, you in the know. South, bro. Yeah, you in the South. The gas station food's a lot better nowadays, I'd, I'd say. And and you in the South, my brother. So, like, you understand that sometimes the best food is something. Some is a little home. I live, in, I live in the state of Bucky's. So, like, I'm not the one you could talk to. No, it's different if there's actual restaurants inside the gas station. I'm talking about them hot dogs that been there since the Obama administration, and they just <laughs> turning them every goddamn day. That's and fair. somebody's gonna go in there and risk it all and say, you know what? I want one of them. I'd rather take a, I'd rather take a gas a gas station hot dog than gas station fried chicken. I tell you that. That's like, that's like and, those and those this- are some those are some small hot dogs, dudes. Like they were quarter pounders when we put them on there six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> they were foot logs uh, sixteen years ago. Oh my god! That's son, funny. did you want any mustard or ketchup for that hot dog? No, I'm good. No, son, you're gonna want some mustard and ketchup for that hot dog. Bite into that bad boy. It sound like you eating chips. <laughs> yeah, you're and expecting they, yeah. the juices, they and all you get is a crunch. <laughs> They say you're a defibrillator. Don't sleep on gas station chicken. It's a gas station right down the street that they fry their chicken. It's some uh, African brothers. Well, it's actually pretty fucking good. I'm not even going to hold you. Yeah, yeah they've got they, a restaurant in that yeah, thing. You know what, yeah, folks? But in, like, in, in, in honor of... Chill, in honor yeah, of... You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so just, just so you're all aware, in honor of National Hot Sauce Day, this Saturday, the 22nd, make sure you got your favorite hot sauce when you go grocery shopping that way on your way home you can pick up some motherfucking wings at motherfucking taco bell this is three man weave you're listening on the chair shot radio network we'll be back to talk more about wings at taco bell yeah ray what this this episode is brought to you by the good folks at pepto-bismol oh yeah you you think oh my goodness taco bell wings must take that to a whole nother level we'll be right back (laughs) 
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So I, not so much lately, but in the past couple decades, I've prided myself on being a very decent picker of NFL football games against the spread, and even better at it in the playoffs. Uh, I had a red-hot start Saturday, picked both games, but then went 1-3 and three the rest of the weekend. But let me run it down for you. Platt, Cash, Tunney. Uh, both balls, Andrew and AJ, along with Dave, all <laughs> made picks. So we're going to continue to get the picks for the rest of the year. Through the playoffs, we're going to see who does the best here. Uh, Andrew, not so great. Five and one. Andrew, not Four so great. Oh, Andrew, Andrew, not so great. One and five for Andrew Belaz. So uh, looking for a turnaround for him. Uh, not a great start falling behind there. Dave as well, two and four. Uh, Raymond and myself, both three and three, not a fantastic start, but at least we're not under 500. AJ Belaz, AJ Belaz, four and two with a solid start at Christopher Platt. Give it to me, baby. Why he took the Raiders, I'll never know, but he hit the rest of the games versus the spread. Christopher Platt, I got to tell you what, nice job, five and one week one, but let me tell you a dog that shits quick. Don't shit long. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. What? Yeah. Yeah. Where you put that one out? You ever been to a dog track? No, I've never been to a dog track. I've, dog seen, that, I've seen the I, ponies. A dog that shits quick doesn't shit track. long. I, that is some ghetto yeah. ass wisdom for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge me, ladies and gentlemen. Acknowledge me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a llama ain't got no hair brush every morning. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Chitlins don't stink when you pull the membrane oh. out. What the fuck you talking about, Tony? This isn't working for me. I need to be able to drink when I work with the two of you, and I just can't do it today. <sighs> Congratulations, bro, fuck by it. the way. And for the record... No, fuck it, fuck it. The, ra- the Raiders almost made make good. Sure you, the Raiders make, almost made good on that shit. Make sure you they turn did. into... Was, make sure you turn into... It was some... DWI uh, tomorrow morning because uh, Tony's going to be drunk off his ass on that show. <laughs> you don't say. But there was some goofy shit that went on in that game as well. Some questionable yeah. calls. But they had a shot to win it. They they didn't get it done. Shout out to the Bengals, man. It's a fun story. Yeah, and now that Tennessee game, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm yeah. just saying, it's, yeah, we'll get to it. So uh, before we make our picks, because there is four games this week. Uh, Saturday evening, 4.30 Eastern, 8.15 Eastern. Sunday afternoon, 3 Eastern and 6.30 Eastern. There's eight teams left, right? I say, personally, there's three teams that have no chance at winning the Super Bowl that I, that I just don't see winning the Super Bowl. Like, I'd be shocked if they won the Super Bowl, and that's the 49ers, the Bengals, and the Titans. Now, there's five teams left after that. Four of them play each other. So you're going to get rid of... This week, two of the teams at least that I think can win a Super Bowl 
that being the Bills playing the Chiefs and the Rams playing the Bucks. I also think the Packers are a team that could win the Super Bowl this year. Out of the eight teams, Ray, we'll let you go first. Which of those eight teams do you think can win a Super Bowl, and which one would you be like like me? If the Titans and Bengals or Niners went on to win the Super Bowl this year, I, I'd be not utterly, but I'd be kind of shocked. I, so I get your logic, and I, I think I would normally think in those regards. But I, the first of all, this has been a crazy year that anything could happen, and I'd believe it. Um, but I also want to say that I think of championship games a little differently than most people. What I mean by that is if you can get to the championship, anything could happen once you're in the championship. So I think all eight teams can get to the Super Bowl. So if they can get there, I believe they can win. So to answer your question, it's going to sound a little out of out of character for me, but I think all eight teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Christopher? Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that these are the eight best teams in the NFL this season. We got a lot of the riffraff and the fluff out last week. Um, I would probably put Arizona and Dallas – Probably more so Arizona than Dallas in there if we wanted to pick a ninth or something like that. But, yeah, these are the best eight teams. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either any of these teams win. At this point in time, man, I don't even think home field is really that much of an advantage as, you know, as opposed to, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I don't think it's that much of an advantage. Vegas don't think so. So. No, and and neither do the Rams. At this point, it it all boils down to matchups. And there's some interesting matchups this weekend. There's a lot of these underdog teams. And when I say underdogs, I mean teams that are on the road that match up favorably Mm -hmm. with the home teams. I I would tell you, I would, I would dare you to tell the uh, 49ers and, or the Rams or Buccaneers possibly next week that playing in Lambeau field, isn't an advantage for the home team. Well, How'd that work out last year well, with hot ass Tampa that, Bay? That, 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 that's fine. You can, you can, that can be your retort, but that doesn't make me wrong or you, your argument for for me being wrong any stronger. What you just said, it's still a home field advantage, more so than sure, any other one. I, I agree, but there, I, this, let me give you a stat I saw this morning on Get Up. The team that has lost the most home games in the past twenty years is the Packers. They've lost six in the playoffs. So. This team is different. You can't go by last year. Yesterday's price is not today's price. You can't go by last year or last month or last last decade or whatever. Unless it's the same but, price. Well, I mean, Fat Joe said it's different, so it's different. Uh, but the Packers have shown a propensity to, like, kind of <sighs> fall Shit short. The All right, so I don't want to go that far, but they have. So I don't know if this team will, but they've shown that they can. I. Hey, that's that's when you're in it every single year. I mean, you people said a lot of the same thing about the Colts um, with with Peyton Manning there. Um, so right. let me go. Let me get off the rails here. Um, go figure. Uh, I ju- I'm watching ESPN and on NFL Live for some reason they showed some guy doing a, a power lift like a, a squat, world record or whatever. When you watch these guys do these power lifts with this immense amount of weight and you can see like their legs almost buckling anything, are you just waiting for like a leg of theirs to break or something? I'm always waiting for something to go horrifically wrong. Like I, I can barely watch them do that stuff. My my ex-fiance was a power lifter, so no. But I understand the thought process because the sh- the shaking to the person who's unencumbered you you think a lot of the times it's they can't stand the weight, but really that's their body adjusting to the weight. 
So if it wasn't shaking, I would be scared. No, but I mean, it's happened in the past. I know there's clips out there of sure. people's shit like that. And I'm always just waiting. I don't want to see that shit, you know. And, some and, people, and, and, some and, people and, like watching Joe Theismann get his leg broken. Some people don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It'd be more likely for the joint to fuck up than like a snap. Yeah. All right. Back right, to yes. Back to Sorry to give science to, you know, my bad for being That's Dr. Fauci. <laughs> it's funny because all I can think about is, are people's bodily functions malfunctioning. Oh, so they just a big shit. Time. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's real. Or piss real. or, you know, even the women squirting or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Not even nothing sexual about it. Just I'm amazed it doesn't happen more. That's absolutely real. Yes. They they clear their bodies out before that shit for that very reason. Yes. Ah, got you. Touche. Touche. All right, football. <laughs> that that one's on me, guys. That one's on me. Hey, Olympics in a couple of weeks. We can, we can talk shit like this. This, this is on brand. <laughs> 4.30 Eastern Saturday afternoon. The Cincinnati Bengals head just a bit south. This is the shortest of the road trips in the playoffs this weekend to face the Tennessee Titans. That game will be on CBS. Tennessee is a three and one half points favorite. I like the Bengals here. I think they got something really nice cooking in Cincinnati, and it's not just the Skyline Chili. Uh, Joe Burrow has what it takes. He's been in these big games before. He went and beat Alabama. Um, That's something to be said. He just carries himself different, and the young weapons he has, uh, I think that they're going to take care of Tennessee. Tennessee, to me, is just the most unimpressive one seed I've ever seen in the NFL for any conference uh, i know they're a solid football team i know derrick henry's coming back but what what does that really mean for the titans plat because i'm going with the bengals oh my god this is this is tough for me because i i agree with you i wouldn't call them the most unimpressive uh one seed i remember that 14 and 2 jaguars team and there's been a couple others but that's neither here nor there <laughs> that was real that was a real thing <laughs> yeah and they had been in the league for like six and a half minutes, too, which is crazy. Shout out to Mark Brunel. You know, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I really am because it's Ohio and it's Cincinnati. But at the same point in time, yeah, nobody believes in Tennessee. Yes, Derrick Henry's coming back. We don't know what he's what that's going to look like. Obviously, Derrick Henry is a mutant, so he'll probably come back and rush for 2,000 yards in this game, whatever the case may be. But the thing with the Titans is if you can score on them and score early, they're not a team that's going to be able to come from behind because now you put the impetus on Ryan Tannehill, and we all know that's not going to work out well for anybody. Cincinnati has a very explosive offense, and you know what? I'm doing it, man. I'm, I'm going Bengals here. I think the Bengals pull the upset. And there's always some weird shit that happens in these divisional round games anyway. There's always a team that you're like, oh, shit, they won? And now all of a sudden they're in the conference finals. I think that team is going to be Cincinnati. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati here and the points. Well, I guess I'm not taking the points. I'm taking them now right win because the points is three. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati. As the great modern philosopher Lee Corso said, not so fast, my friend. That's his, I think that's his name. That's all you got? No, I, I, I was trying to make sure that was his name. I saw Tony's face. That's his name. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I didn't okay. know that. Yeah, yeah. oh, modern-day philosopher, Lee Corso. So tear him down before you build him up, right? I agree that the Tennessee is a bit of an underwhelming number one, given 
the 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 play of the teams that we've seen, but in the AFC, but underneath them, number one, and two, I think even though they wanted the number one so they could get Derrick Henry back healthy, I think it hurt them having the bye week, which is something that often doesn't happen. Normally, it helps the team. I think it hurt them because they needed to keep their momentum up, and other teams got so much more momentum that it will hurt them. So I get tear them down, build them up. But the reason I think Tennessee is is going to win this game. And the reason I think Tennessee is a better team than the Bengals is because I am with you 100%. I do not trust Ryan Tannehill, but the facts have shown us that Ryan Tannehill is one of the 10 most um, uh, trustworthy quarterbacks in the game right now. I don't like it. I don't want to believe it, but facts are facts. I also want to add to you the fact that Tennessee's defense has been dominating all year. So you said that if they can score early, most teams haven't been able to do that on Tennessee this year. Now, Joe Burrow has the weapons to to score on them, but we also talked last week, and it came to fruition that Derek Carr almost came back on them. Joe Burrow, as great a player as he is, as my boy got balls the size of, 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 of monster truck tires, but he'll throw a pick or two, and that ain't the team to do it against. On top of that, they will dominate the, the time of uh, possession, Regularly, even without Derek Kimmer, they were dominating time of possession. I just feel like Tennessee is built different, and they're they're built more prepared for the playoffs than the Bengals are. And that the Bengals will be so much better next year and the year after that and year after that. But right now, I trust Tennessee a little more. And if Joe Burrow goes out and calls Aaron Rodgers on me, I'll be glad to say I was wrong because the kid's fantastic. But I just see Tennessee get into the next round. All right, Ray's got the Titans covering the three and a half. Let's move on Saturday night, 8.15 Eastern. On Fox, the 49ers travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Packers favored by six points in this game. I think the Packers win this game by double digits, whether the defense shows out and it's like 27 to 13, or if Rodgers just has to put points on the board. I think you're going to see... I think you're going to see Rodgers in the red zone and, and, and in the middle of the field, you're going to see Quadzilla and Aaron Jones just dominate in the run game. I understand San Francisco's had a nice run getting into the playoffs, a nice victory. They are not the best matchup for the Green Bay Packers, but the Niners aren't the best matchup for any team in football. They're one of those teams that just, they do certain things really well and it makes hard for, makes it hard for certain teams to beat them. I still think the Packers come out on top. That That's where I'm going, Chris. I wish Bosa was healthy. It, it, it hurts. Yeah, if Bosa was healthy, because I think offensively, they're gonna the 49ers are going to be able to move the ball against the Packers. Like, Debo balled the hell out last week versus Dallas. And you can move the ball against this Green Bay team. I saw the Browns do it on Christmas. You can move the ball. You can do some things. You can sustain possessions against this defense. But Bosa hurts. Losing Bosa, that absolutely hurts. And I think there's another uh, defensive player that they have that's out, if I'm not mistaken. But that that hurts. Um, I wanted to pull the trigger here, but I, I just can't. Maybe if Bosa was out there, I, I would. But, yeah, I, I think Green Bay wins this. I think 49ers keep it close. I really do. 
But um, yeah, Green Bay is going to win. I could see them winning by a touchdown or something like that. I could see a, a scenario where Jimmy G has the ball with a minute and a half left and they just can't get it done. So yeah, I'm going to take the Packers and I'm going to go with the points. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like Tunney, but I'll take the Packers and the points. I didn't say it was going to be a blowout. I just said double digit victory. Saturday night forecast calls for uh, partly cloudy skies, temperatures. Uh, in the low teens, dropping into the single digits, winds five to twelve miles an hour. Typical Green Bay game, just no snow. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna um, snow in the morning. Well, okay. Well, so let's let's start off this way. Green Bay's gonna win, right? They're destined to get to the NFC Championship game again, so they're gonna win. But I think the one thing you keep hearing about the San Francisco 49ers team is that there is no team in football that knows themselves as well as the 49ers do. They know who they are, and they don't change for anybody. And I think that we've seen that all year, that they are pretty consistent in the way they play their game. They're down by 20, they're up by 20. They're the same team, and it's worked for them. If I can say one negative about the Packers, because we're going to say a whole bunch of positives, outside of the NFC North, they, they tend to play down to their competition. And that is often to their detriment, because a lot of games that they play are closer than they should be. And if they let this team stay close, they can punch them in the mouth and get that Buster Douglas haymaker. Now, I say Buster Douglas, I don't mean that they're, they're, that, they're that big of an underdog, because the 49ers can bang with the Packers. And yes, we talked about defenses. Aaron Rodgers is going to be fantastic, as he always is, but that, the, that defense is stout enough to not allow Aaron Rodgers to go completely off like he normally would. And on the other end, I know Jimmy G is nothing to write home about, but that offense is dangerous. Debo Samuel may be the most dangerous uh, weapon in the game right now outside of maybe Cooper Cut, like fan, like Brandon Ayuk, uh, um, DMX, Earl Simmons. I, I know his name ain't Earl, but I don't know. His name. <coughs> Thank you for that. Yes, yes. Get at me, dog. Uh, they're dangerous. So I have Green Bay winning. But I, I I will take San Francisco San Francisco because I do not see them winning by six six and a half points. Jesus, speaking of Jimmy G, man, that's what they're talking about in Cleveland. Because I mean, everybody knows Cleveland's not going to pull off Russell Wilson or AA Ron. So the next tier down are Jimmy G and Derek Carr. Did you... And replacing uh, Mayfield with one of those guys, that's like okay, I'm going to put my Dr Pepper down to pick up a Mr. Pib. Like, what are we doing here? Did you, did you take the Packers here, Chris? Yes, I took the Packers in the points. I think they win by a touchdown. All right. Can you give me a, yeah. can you give me a quick answer real fast, Platt? Sure. Would you mortgage the future for Deshaun? Uh, you can't. Okay. Uh, all you... things considered, if it, if it was just strictly about football, all day. Yeah, but, but, but the other stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that's worth a, a deeper conversation later on, but I, I know we got to keep it to the format right now, but I'll yeah, just curious. Yeah. All right, Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, the Los Angeles Rams. I caught myself. Barry Horowitz. Um, well wanted done. To, wanted to say St. I'm, Louis. I'm... I'm so glad Oakland, or see what I mean? I'm so glad the Raiders are done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rams will travel all the way across the country to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by three. This game is on NBC. Aye, aye, aye. Ah, this is the hardest game for me to pick, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Rams just because they're playing so well and the Bucks are banged up a little bit. I think they can get pressure on Tom Brady. 
that's all I got. Not a whole lot of analysis there. Shout out to uh, Bruce Arians for slapping his do- his, uh, his dude on the helmet and getting a $50,000 fine. Dipshit. <laughs> Platt, what do you got here? You remember when everybody thought Bruce Arians was cool just because he wore Kangos on the sidelines? <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, um, You know what? I, I picked the Rams preseason to go to the Super Bowl. Tony, you basically made my argument for me, man. When you're able to get pressure on Tom Brady, he suddenly looks very mortal. The Rams have the personnel to do that. If Stafford don't Stafford, uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going the Rams here. I'm going the Rams because I, you know, it, it's so hard to repeat in this league. Tom is old. They're hobbled on offense. They basically had a bye week last week versus Philly, which was the worst team to make the playoffs. I don't think that's even arguable, right? So yeah, we're we're going the Rams here. So look, to quote the great modern philosopher Chris Boom Berman, what? so you're all on the Rams, huh? I am too. I am too. Uh, but I feel bad picking them because y'all are picking them, and I know how Tom Brady is, so like, he, that's the yeah. Michael Jordan shit. I yeah. will say this. The lack of weapons don't bother me because Scotty Miller will have seven for 149. It doesn't matter. BG's own, by the way. Oh, that's right. He is bowling. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But what what's, what bothers me and scares me is that the lack of the offensive linemen who are hurt. And Kyler Murray is the closest thing we have to Lamar Jackson in this league. And he was like getting – they were in the backfield with four dudes, bro. And he couldn't go nowhere. And Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller ate. Von Miller looked like he was back in the Super Bowl. So I'm, that scares me for them. I I think this is I think this is the Rams year. Unfortunately, sorry, Tommy, terrific. I think this is their year, and don't let it be lost on you that Matt Stafford played in the dome his whole career, and he has not had to play in bad weather yet because he played in the dome last week and is going to be in Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, it's only going to help. It's supposed to be single digits in Tampa this week. Is it really? No, it's Tampa. I'm a shit. Fl- it's, it's America. It's the world. Shit. If if there was a if if there if they played the game during a tornado, I have no shot, idea. Like, I have no idea what the weather's like in Tampa in January, or what the forecast calls for this third Saturday of fucking January here. Fourth, actually, I think. Bro, uh, it snowed in Atlanta on Sunday, so I would. But be I would bet you dollars to donuts that at 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, it's probably going to be more than 50 degrees in Tampa Bay. 65. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and by the way. Shout out to the fact that they uh, apparently uh, plugged Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, controller back in and allowed him to play again because uh, he looks really good. Completely and utterly unnecessary, Raymond. That wasn't a diss. I'm just shocked. It, it, I, I thought it, it kind of feels like it was. Though. No, I thought I thought he was done. I legit thought he was it, done. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And now the world sees it. We know now. <laughs> now the world knows. I was one yeah. of the people that thought, well, man, it's got to be Odell because yeah. he's too good at the end of the at the end of the Giants. Yeah. And now he's out here looking like prime Odell. So I'm just shout out to Odell. Because we talked about it on these airwaves, as a matter of fact. And you you yep. did. You were the one of the ones saying, well, you know, would the offense be better without Odell? I'm like, no, it wouldn't. It, it wasn't him. Wasn't no. him. No, wasn't no. him. Yeah. By the way, Odell was the second best quarterback on the field lot that night. So I'm just saying, that's crazy. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Touché. Kyler Murray, yeah, he had a couple oops-a-daisies there. Um, let's move on. 6.30 Eastern, early evening, 
wrapping up divisional playoff weekend. CBS has the game. Bills heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Don't ask me why. I'm picking against Patrick Mahomes. I I, I think it's the Bills uh, win this game, and they're going to have the home game conference championship against the Bengals. I just think they've figured it out at the end of the season. Um, that defense is really freaking good. And Josh Allen is really freaking good. If they can get any production from Moss and Singletary, in addition to utilizing Josh Allen correctly in the in the in the running game, yeah, I, I like the Bills to win and 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 handily. Not not like they're gonna blow them out, but like they're gonna be ahead the whole game. I think. I think the Bills are gonna show you the flaws that the Chiefs still have that that, that we saw at the beginning of the season. No, go ahead, Ray. We got to switch it up every now and again. Tony keeps oh, saying you. flat. He don't. He doesn't understand how this podcast thing works after <laughs> ten years of doing it. Ray. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So actually, I I would defer to non plan. Um. I. So this is a revenge game because last year's AFC Championship game was his game, and in all of the revenge Kansas City games, the other team tends to win that game because it means a little more to him, right? Josh Allen is the most Tony Romo, Brett Favre best fucking quarterback we have in this game because he looks so fucking good and then can make the craziest, dumbest plays in the next breath. He's looked great recently. He's hot as fish grease. Um, I'm going to give you a name that's going to really be a big precursor of what happens in this game to me. And that I'm going to give you two names, Byron Pringle and Dawson Knox. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Um, the the biggest issue with your boy, Pat Mahomes, was he was going for the home run every game, right? And they had to slow it down and bring it back. You got a lot more Daryl Williams. You got a lot more um, uh, screenplays and bootlegs and things of that nature. If Byron Pringle gets more than six catches, we got a different game here. And Dawson Knox is going to be, I don't, they're not going to be guarding the middle of the field at all. So I think, I, fuck, I hate herd mentality. I feel like I got to go with the Bills, too. And I'm so, sorry, Patrick. My, my apologies, man. Just real quick before I get into the actual game, I want to salute the Kansas City Chiefs for ridding me of the plague of the scourge that has been Ben Roethlisberger in my life. Because this goes deeper than just the Browns and the Steelers. This this goes all the way back because remember Ben Roethlisberger is a Mac man. So Miami of you know, Ohio. Back, yeah, and he was at Miami at the same point in time I was at Bowling Green, man. And they was out here smacking us around like Ike Turner at the Miss America pageant. Like it, it was bad. And Bowling Green actually had good teams around there. So I'm just happy that this melon farmer is out of my life. Big Ben, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion. Enjoy your retirement, bro. Just stay away from women and and stay away from women in in bars and restrooms. Now, on the Bills side of the game, it's funny because uh, earlier on these airwaves, man, I said that the best game that I had ever seen Josh Allen play was in a losing effort versus Tampa Bay earlier this season. Well, he must have heard me and said, hold my beer, because last week at New England or excuse me, with New England coming to Buffalo, I don't think it's humanly possible for Josh Allen to play any better than he possibly did in that game. 
I don't even think they punted the ball at all. Did they? they? I think they took some knees. As no, they had, like a, they had a perfect game offensively. They had nine possessions. One ended by the halftime. One ended by taking a knee to end the game. The other seven were touchdowns. No punts, no field goals. Yeah, they played absolutely phenomenal against a not bad defense in the Patriots. So all props to them. That being said, to quote the great poet laureate, known as Sean Corey Carter. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. You guys are severely overrating this team. They beat the shit up. They beat the shit out of bad teams. They struggle with the good ones. You got to go the Chiefs here, Patrick Mahomes. I think that the Chiefs actually did the best job in terms of uh, regulating this extended season than any other team. I think that they're peaking at the right time. And, yeah, I think they get it done here versus Buffalo because I just don't believe in Buffalo like you guys do. They can't run the ball. Like, their best running back is their quarterback, and you got to think that's going to uh, that, that that's going to factor in at some particular point in time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Chiefs here. Ray, you took the Bills, correct? I took the Bills, yes. Okay. Do you do you think that Kansas City's defense is good enough to take advantage of the fact that they have no running back? That's, that's a big thing. I, I think that Kansas City's offense is good enough to negate the fact that their defense has struggled. That's what I think. That's fair. I also want to know, why the fuck I can't get drops on the queue like that? Like, what's up? Like, I, my boy just... You, 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 you really going to uh, make me go insider baseball here, sir? No, I was just trying to be funny. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, like, don't let's not tell him how the sausage is made, sir. Please and thank you. <laughs> well, I just, you know, you, you, you guys are, are pot, you guys are like podcast soulmates and i'm over here just like hey well, you'd have to like tell me too. you'd have to tell me which one you'd want and then i could have it ahead of time platt's been getting that one for about four years that one's in the that oh. one's that one's here i didn't have to go grab that one that one's on the list yeah that's in the queue sir that's in the queue before we even started podcasting i told him hey find this clip for me that's the well, shoot well <laughs> you did that with me with the work 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 clip so yes <laughs> uh can we sm- can we smoke a pack of that uh, Roethlisberger pack that since it's gone now because uh, fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck that pie face looking motherfucker. Fuck him. Is then he done? Get yes out my no. life. Is he done? Is he, he gonna play again? He was. He, he was be. done last year. Oh, no, he's gonna play again. I know exactly who he's gonna play for too. XFL. <laughs> The cert- big three? What the fuck? He's gonna no. He's gonna, <laughs> next year. He's gonna be the starting quarterback for a certain football team in which a city that loves to rock and roll. Ah, my God! I can't hate you any more than I possibly do. So this is the fucked up part because not only is he an Ohio boy, you know who else is an Ohio boy that that the Browns whiffed on? Joe Burrow. Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, but. Since, yeah, since yeah, but pick, so yeah, fair. I, I, but and yeah, you already had you, ba- you, see you already you already have Baker Mayfield. No, Progressive has Baker Mayfield, which I didn't see any Progressive commercials. Maybe they're moving on. They they they're cutting their losses with him, huh? Who knows? Who knows? All right, folks, we will make sure you tune into Pot Is War, and uh, maybe the DWI podcast as well. Tune into both of them, but we'll have some more NFL picks. We'll get Dave's and uh, the Belies up there. So. We'll see you next week. We'll see who's got bragging rights next week. As for now, it's Christopher Platt. Well done. Week uh, one of the playoffs. Five and one. But like I said about that dog, 
Uh, that dog that shits quick, he don't he don't shit long. But w- here, we're going to take a break. It won't be for long either. This is Three Man Weave on the ChairShot Radio Network and the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Good shit you never get. Talk to Dad. Eh, that one just cuts out. I never, I never brought that one down. I just, but you know, we, I was gonna bring it down, and I was like, well, we got through the main part already. We're so close to the jazz part in here. We might as well let people, you know, the good stuff from the answering machine, Chris. You, you know who plays that song now or uses that song now? If you watch uh, Pope, college Pope basketball should, games... The, the Pope should use that fucking... Oh, yeah, ESPN uses it on college basketball, right? No, 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 no. Fox uses Fox it on does? college basketball. Yeah. Hey, now we're on Fox! Okay. Can you imagine this? Holiness, wave it out the Pope mobile and shit. Ladies and gentlemen! What is he? He's not your great... He's your your eminence? Your holiness. Your holiness. Your holiness. Lady... Oh, shit. And him God. shooting baskets. I got to imagine his form. It looked like, you remember when Puerto Rico got hit with the hurricane and Donald Trump went down there and was shooting the paper towels to him? Like... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Three Men Weave. My name is Ray Cash. This is Chris Platt. This is Pizza Tony. We'll see y'all next two years because we are... Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So I think they only brought me back. I, I literally got canceled in between that silence and the tea in the um, commercial. But they brought me back to remind you all to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot T-shirt. And frankly, I'm probably going to need that support for my legal fund. So if you, if you enjoy the content that we provide day in and day out here at the chair shop, support Christopher Platt's legal fund. I'm on the phone right now on the other line with my consigliere, Mr. Dave Ungar. We try to figure out how I can get out of this. But again, we literally have T-shirts for everybody. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot by perusing ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, I guarantee you that at ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh-oh forward slash 
the chair shot. You are going to find a shirt that you absolutely adore. It's going to make you more aesthetically pleasing, as our commissioner likes to remind us. And get it soft style. Fellas, that's the only time that's acceptable. Ask your honeys. Hell, ask your fellas. If, but that's the only time that's acceptable. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Get it soft style. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. What's that, Dave? Okay, guys, I got to go. So, uh, <laughs> great great show. Been nice knowing you. Yeah. But, but the sad thing is we don't have another black dude to replace you with. That's yeah. it? It's just us? Kenny doesn't know anything about basketball. Can he, can he kill the black? Yeah. Shout out to Kenny Killer. What's up, baby? <laughs> didn't, he didn't know, didn't know that. Didn't know that at all. Shout oh, out to Kenny on, Killer. We, we got to have a mulatto or a Creole or something like that on the bench somewhere, right? I mean, well, we, we got it albino. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a proposed apparent deal from the 76ers to the Warriors, the Warriors would receive Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Andre Drummond. In return, Draymond Green, Andrew Riggins, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and two future first-round draft picks would make their way to Philadelphia. Raymond S. Cashington's the ninth. Sir. Yes. The Nueve. They call yes. you El Nueve, the nine. Um, like it. What do you What do you think about this? I think it's the dumbest shirt I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Ben Simmons will, can, will be a prize to whoever he gets traded for because if you can do everything, it, it, he reminds me of those baseball players that can do everything but hit for power. You're still a great player. Ben Simmons can do everything but shoot. He's still a great player. However, everything that makes the Warriors the Warriors revolves around Draymond and Andrew Wiggins because Steph and Clay can't be Steph and Clay if they have to control the ball if they have to guard all if they have to guard all the best players Clay notwithstanding cuz he likes to do that type of shit and they have to run the offense it works because they have Draymond and Wiggins who do all the extra shit that lets um that lets Clay and Steph ball the fuck out now Draymond means so much to that place emotionally cuz he's their he's emotional and the locker room leader essentially but on the court, you can replace that with your boy, Ben. I get that. But you are you are losing so much. If you, Andrew Wiggins is an all-star this year, y'all. We haven't talked enough about how good he's been in this offense on this team and how much he stepped up last year and especially this year. I love Tobias Harris as much as the next guy, but Tobias Harris don't fit. And Andre Drummond, they need they need help. They need help in the paint. Don't fit. It's just going to change the team too fundamentally when they're already the number two seed playing for the number one seed and they got a legit chance to win the championship. You don't change, in my opinion, you don't change the trajectory of your entire team in the middle of the season if you're already a championship contender. If it's one guy for one guy, all right, cool. This is a seven-player deal. I know. So just dumb as hell. And... Um, Bob Myers is too good a GM to even like acknowledge this nonsense. Yeah, Ray literally made my point for me. Seriously, like, yeah, they're not doing that shit. That's dumb as hell. There, there's no way in hell they're doing that. You know, they 
Golden State has done an excellent job of rebuilding around their nucleus, which is the light-skinned boys and Draymond yep. on the fly. Andrew Wiggins is playing at an all-star caliber level this year. I don't know if he's going to get in, but he deserves it. And they've mm-hmm. and, and the young guys that they've picked up, they've played well too, man. They got a bunch of long, athletic guys that can guard about two or three positions, and they're very versatile and interchangeable. No way in hell you do this. Plus, big picture. This nucleus probably has about a good three to five year window where they'll still be able to be title contenders. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Best case scenario, you run it out with that in that three to five years. And within that three to five years, you hope that Wiseman figures it out and then the saga continues. You know what I mean? And then that's your bridge to get to relevance after that. And to your point, that's the guy you trade. Wiseman has all the upside in the world. If you if you really want to trade somebody, I I, I get Kuminga. I get trading Jordan Poole would be the dumbest thing any team's ever done because that dude's a twenty point per game scorer that didn't play three years ago. Like so, no, he he's he's your fill in for any time you don't have Steph, you don't have Clay. He's a he's a walking bucket like Perk says. But if you really 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 just wanted to make a, a splash, James Wiseman's the guy. Because he potentially in three years can be, I'm not going to go as far as to call him Joel Embiid, but like a top-level big in this game. He can shoot. He can defend. He's got a little bit of IQ. He's He's got more of an offensive game than most of these bigs we've seen come into the game with. And he's played under these great players. I, that's the guy you would trade. It's just a dumb trade ever. But it goes to show you, look who offered it. It wasn't offered by Golden State. It was offered by Philly. And they are shooting foot. Look, shoot, shoot your shot, baby. Platt always says that if Holly Berry walked up to him right now, he would not not right now. He's married. But in his previous life, he would get at her because, you know, shoot your shot. Right. They out here shooting a shot. And I ain't mad at him. But understand, son, you not built for Holly Berry. You built more for Marco Kidder. And you know what? It's OK. Damn. No, it's it's not okay, Ray. It's not okay, Ray. It's not okay. It's okay. They're not going to get Margot Kidder. They're not going to get Holly Berry either. They're probably going to end up getting uh, Uma Thurman or some shit like that. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, goddamn. That's Margot Kidder (laughs) 2.0, sir. You say the same thing. First thing I want to elaborate on before I take the counter argument, just for gets and shiggles, is in what world is 18 and a half points, four rebounds, two assists, and less than one block and one steal per game an all-star? Just say you don't watch the Warriors and well, that's, be done with it. That's Andrew Wiggins, just so you know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just, just yeah. say you don't watch the Warriors and be done with it. Why Why do I even have to say anything? But you, you're going to really tell me that there are – only 11 people or less that are more deserving than Andrew Wiggins to be a starting Western Conference all or, or just a Western Conference All-Star this year. Yeah, he shouldn't start, even though right now, if the game was today, he would be starting. Nobody said starter. We just said he's playing at an All-Star caliber. I know. Nobody I missed said, mis- said start. That, was, that shouldn't have come yeah, yeah, out yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's okay. not an All-Star, yeah, though. I, I, he's not I, I, even I, I, in the top 20 for being an All-Star, in my opinion. It's not all points, bro. No, it, but it, what else does he do? Of, that's what I'm saying. Watch Lockdown the game, defense. man. Yeah. Within the frame I don't of have to work watch of the what game. 
in the framework of what Golden State has done this season and how important he is to what they've done this season. Remember, Clay's only been back for three and a half minutes, man. I don't know what All Star lineups Clay you guys have been. Caliber level, man. What All Star lineups you guys have been partaking in in the past, you know, ten to thirty years? But guys who average eighteen, huh? four, and two don't make the fucking All Star game. How about you go look at the fucking list of All Stars on the metal core, bro? What the fuck you talking about? He averaged like forty points a game. He averaged like seven steals a game. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't I'm gonna, even, I'm, <laughs> you know what, honey? I take back your albino card, okay? I don't know what the Thank fuck you are talking maybe, about. Maybe, maybe he was stealing here. his teammates' jewelry out the locker room. That's the seven steals you account for. What the who, fuck? Who is that? <laughs> well, I'm going to say Memento Core, man, because I'm not going to play Jamal McGlore like that. So, you know, we ain't going to do that. Did you just pick two fucking names that rhymed? Is that what you did? I don't even know if they're both all-stars. Fucking, uh, um, shit. Well, nah, Al for- Horford could ball. Jamal McClure! No, 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 hold on. Use Al Horford, because Al Horford's probably never averaged 18 points a game in his career. But he's probably averaging, like, 12 or 13 rebounds a game, and probably, like, two or three blocks. Let me ask you this. Let ask me ask me. you this. Riddle me this, Batman. If you are, if you are the number one seed... Or the yeah. number two seed, and they're interchangeable, right? Yeah. Phoenix and Golden State are interchangeable. Yeah. If you're the number one seed in the league, yeah. don't you think that warrants nope. your team's nope. success good enough to? Well, then you ain't been watching basketball the past thirty years, brother. Because that, that's that's that is one of the tropes. The best teams. That's why Mo Williams was a fucking all star because the, <sighs> they were they were so good they had to give Cleveland another player. Well, Williams got to Cleveland, and LeBron was like, "Bro, you need to shave them shoulders before you step on the court with me." <laughs> well, that's true. bro. You still, you still. I got just laid the first time. The, the first time I ever watched basketball was July 20th of this year. So I'm just saying, man, you still got NBA League Pass through the 22nd. We got a free trial, man. Go watch some Warriors games in that I time, man, and really see how important Andrew okay. is to what they've been doing this year, man. I'm not saying. I'm just anyway. Saying. The argument for the other side of this is the fact that Tobias Harris brings scoring. Andre Drummond brings brings inside presence, and Ben Simmons is an unbelievable defender, rebounder, and distributor of the ball. That sounds a lot like what Draymond Green does. Here's the problem, though. A, Ray's point, he's not the heart that Draymond Green is, never will be. And B, what the fuck is anybody going to do with Ben Simmons right now? This dude is already has a reputation of not pushing himself not liking to being pushed in practice and doesn't do anything extra on his own to be better. Do you think this guy is out there working out in an NBA shape right now? He can come back. I don't think he's going to be NBA shape the rest of the fucking year because he won't push himself to do so. I think you'd be stupid to trade for Ben Simmons. Like we already said, Ben Simmons, in my opinion, doesn't like basketball. That's really the end of the conversation for me. Y'all be forgetting, man, at the end of the day, these shits are jobs, man. <clears throat> Just like we got jobs. They're higher paying jobs. They're better jobs than we have, but they're jobs. Expound on that, bro, because that's, that's deep. Go ahead. You're going. 
They got jobs. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you you work to a point to get yourself to this point. Not saying people don't love basketball. They don't love what they do. Their jobs are exponentially better than, you know, the majority of people under the sound okay. of my voice's then jobs. I'll just but say at this. the end of the day, it's ben, still Ben a Simmons job, doesn't want to be a great basketball player. Maybe he doesn't dislike basketball. But Ben Simmons has no interest in being a great basketball player because, yeah, it is a job. And, yeah. You can do the absolute minimum, which a lot of people think Ben Simmons does, but that's as good as you're going to fucking be then. Don't expect to be the fucking great player that everybody expected you to be. You're never going to make the amount of impact in the game if you don't try harder to live up to the money that you're going to get paid in, in being Ben Simmons and where he is at right now. That's really the bottom line for but, me. Okay, so my, but my, my, my point that I was trying to make is, man, is, you know, we, we grow up, we listen to all this sports talk and shit, man, and Y'all motherfuckers, man, act like it's some sort of uh, indictment on these guys' morality or who they oh, are no. as people. Oh, no, no, not that, it, I'm not saying that at all. Because I'm talking about in the value of what you're going to get if you trade for Ben Simmons. This is what you're going to get, right? You're, you're going to get a guy who has all the talent to be one of the top five NBA players in the league, but none of the desire to be that guy because of the hard work that comes with it. Right. It's completely fine to him to just say, you know what, this is as hard as I work. This is how talented I am. If you want me, you want me. If you don't, you don't. I'm easily one of the top 150 NBA basketball players in the world. Right. So that's fine. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying as far as expectations go, whether you're the 76ers or any of the other 29 teams, you're getting a guy who has no desire to put in the work to be one of the top five to 10 NBA basketball players in the world. I, I don't know that I fully disagree with that, but I will say this. The one thing for me is I can't speak to what he does off the court. I think I agree with you completely. I don't think he works very hard at his game off the court. Uh, I think he enjoys a lifestyle a little more than he should off the court. But when he plays on the court, with the exception of shooting the ball, he plays hard as fuck. And he is extremely, ex ex other than shooting the ball, not even scoring the ball, shooting the ball. He is extremely involved in what's going on and integral to the play of the team. Right. So so Ben Simmons is I, a great I basketball player. Ben Simmons is a great basketball player, except for two things. One, he's scared to shoot, and two, he's scared to put in hard work from what we hear. I won't say scared. He doesn't want to. That's a big difference. Scared to shoot, scared to shoot. I'm a psychology major. Scared to shoot could be something he really needs to get. Fucking help with. If he isn't shooting, if he if he isn't shooting the ball because he doesn't team, want though. to shoot the ball, he's a bad teammate. No, if he if it's uh, if it, I'm sorry, real quick, just one more one more point, Chris. If he doesn't want to shoot it, I agree. But like they're legit. Markel Fultz is 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 in. The, he's here. Markel Fultz had to get traded away from Philly and take legitimate therapy to get through whatever it was that was causing his shot to be messed up. And now he's a he's a starter in this league. So and that's been in that and to Philly's point and to Philly's credit, they learn from that. And that's the one a part of the contention between Simmons and the team is they want him to get help and he don't want it because he don't think he need it. And that's part of the problem is self-awareness is not there. So I that's why I say I tend to agree with some of the points you're making, but I don't want to let it be lost how great he is outside of that one thing in a second, if you want to call it that, that he seems to not work hard 
on his game off the court. I'm sorry, Platt. Please, it's all you. No, no. I'm glad you said that, man, because you actually brought up a point I didn't think about, man. Everybody and their mama loves Luca. We're we're not going to rehash that argument because I know how y'all feel about Luca. Sure, oh, sure. but we can all agree. He hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 hold on. He but could be we much can all agree that he came. Whoa, 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 whoa. But no, no, no. That's not where I'm going. But we can all agree oh, that yeah. he came back fat as fuck after going home after the Olympics and was hanging out with his crew back James home Harden where too. he's a goddamn yeah, well, yeah. James James is James. <laughs> James will get it together by June. He'll be there. But no, he came back fat as fuck. Hanging out with his crew, whatever, whatever, being a god where he's from, and rightfully so. And the Mavericks offered to send a personal trainer back there to his home with him this summer to make sure that he came back in shape. And Luca turned it down, but he doesn't get the same type of uh, he he's not viewed in the same light as Ben Simmons. Now maybe that's not a a a, a fair comparison because you know Luca is willing to shoot the ball. But their games are similar. Um, and, you know, I mean, other than the fact that Lucas the shoots the could ball. be more different. Okay, no, 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 no. They're they're facilitators. Ben Simmons the, is a better the defender. Salt, the Salt Lake in Utah. The me. Salt Lake in Utah is similar to the Pacific Ocean. You know, except for so the fact that like, except so, for the so fact that Pacific like Ocean not, is like a billion times bigger. Like, yeah, no big deal. And y'all go act like y'all not seeing the point I'm making. that orange is the same as that banana over there, except for it's a fucking banana. I think the point you're trying to make, I think, is real. I think you made you chose a bad analogy, if I'm if I can be honest with you, because one, Luca does everything the team asks for him to do except for lose some weight, right? But he plays hard every game. He does everything on the court he's asked to do. He works hard off the court on his game. He's been a pro since he was 16 years old, right? Ben Simmons don't even want to practice, so that's number one. And two, their games could be more different. Yes, they're facilitators, but Luca. Facilitates because there's nobody else on the team that can score a bucket. But Luca's a, a 30 point per game scorer on a regular basis if he, you know, if he had his druthers. Ben Sim and Luca doesn't even want to play no defense if he didn't have to. Shout out to All Ben Simmons wants to do is play defense. So I just feel like the point you're trying to make is fair because, yes, we do take double standards. I mean, Kyrie Irving is a perfect example of that. But uh, we do have double standards, but it's not apples to apples. And um, I just, it's, it's it's one thing to understand playing yourself into shape. That's the thing that a lot of these players do. They play themselves into shape. It's another thing when you're in great shape, you're ready for basketball every way, which way possible, but you just say, nah, son, I'm, I, I don't want to do it. That's what Ben is doing right now. I just don't think it's the same thing. The the best spot for him to be in, and they are, they're in no position to try to get him, is the Lakers. That's really the best spot for him. Probably, yeah. He he's he he's he's with clutch management or clutch sports rather, which is LeBron. That's their agency. Yeah, that's the perfect mentor for him. But yeah. I'm not gonna give up on a guy that is that talented. I mean, hell, you remember how talented Jason Kidd was when he first got in the league, and he couldn't shoot the ball either. He didn't develop a jump shot until his athleticism had failed on him. I'm not giving up on this kid. That's why he's this is his bed right here down at the Cranbrook compound. Come on down. We'll get you some gumbo in you. We'll feed you good. We'll talk through it. Which, another thing, man, these it, these NBA teams, man, they need to start having life coaches and shit like that on staff facts, because... Facts. Sports psychologists. Yeah, you, you brought yeah. up... To, you to brought put a ball on this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. To put a ball on, on, on this part real quick, uh, so much of Ben's issue to me is self-inflicted because there have been players in the league historically 
as as going back to the days when it was like four black people and a whole bunch of six foot two white dudes that can't shoot. But it's the difference between not being able to shoot and, re- and refusing to shoot. It's the difference between being bad at something and still playing hard and a guy refusing to even do a portion of the game. What, what Ben is doing is like if a dude was supposed to hit, refused to hit and just... Well, and just took and and just sat, sat there it's, and took walks all day. It's 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 just it's 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 it completely it completely closes off a portion of the game. And you, Rajon Rondo couldn't shoot forever, but he was always still a, an, an effective basketball player because he played hard. Listen, if you left him open, he would make your ass pay for that. So I'm trying to go. Ahead, I'm sorry. It's Schrodinger's cat. There's a cat in a box, and it's. The box is closed. So inside the box, the cat is either dead or alive, right? So if you open up the box and the cat's alive, everything's great. And if you open up the box and the cat's dead, you can do something about it. But if you're Ben Simmons and you never open the fucking box, I can't fix it. Do, I can't. Yeah. I can't fix what's wrong, and I don't even know if what's there is right. So that's yeah. the fucking problem I have. Thank you, Schrodinger, and your fucking cat. That's the deepest point Tony's ever had on the show. By the way, Chris. Can we get a round of applause? By the way, no, that's fine. By the way, Chris, just so you know, Lakers need to go 28 and 10 the rest of the way. I've already uh, chalked that 20 up to the game, bro. We're we're even. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure as fuck they win 28 more games, though. We'll be uneven and you'll be back up 40, so. Anyway, anyway, obviously more NBA talk to come here on Three Man Weave as we get towards the end of the NFL season, more towards the All-Star break in the NBA. Things should be heating up, should be an excellent, excellent run to the playoffs in the NBA. But right now you're listening to Three Man Weave. We're going to come back with a little bit of MMA action that's happening this weekend. Big heavyweight fight, Three Man Weave, Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. We shall return. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. ChairShot Network. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with the triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Put suckers in fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom. UFC 270 this weekend, Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gan, the Battle of Champions, the UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou taking on the UFC interim heavyweight champion Cyril Gan. And gentlemen, I would imagine that whether it's out in the open or behind closed doors or just to himself, Dana White is seriously rooting for Cyril Gan in this matchup, considering Francis Ngannou is talking about holding out 
to whatever part of left is contract there. Uh, first of all, let, let's get into that aspect. Have you heard anything more on that, Ray? And if we can't expound on it, make sure you check out Five Rounds podcast this week with uh, Mags and Carlos. You can find that every week, Share Shot Radio Network. No, there hasn't been any news as of late. But uh, the issues with Nganu and with Dana White stem for a while now. Um, the fact that this fight is even a unification title fight is part of the reason why Nganu is not happy with the UFC because he asked for a couple of weeks uh, to for a, the last fight when uh, uh, Cyril Gan fought um, Black Beast Derek Lewis for the inter, for the interim championship here in Houston. Supposed to be Nganu, he asked you know to put it off a couple of weeks because he had, I, don't, I can't remember what the reason was. And then it was like, no. And like, that was some bullshit because it was like, you, you change fights all the time. You could have just put it on a different card. Wasn't that big of a fucking deal. Dan is, Dan who Dan is. Um, so yes, I would not be surprised if, and plus Ngannou's been doing this for a minute. He's a bit of an older guy. I wouldn't be shocked if he's done with this, but there has not been any um, actual contractual news as if he's extended his contract or got a re-up or whatever. But he has also been talking about doing some things outside of MMA, for example, boxing. I, I joked about it earlier, but there has been legit chatter about an Nganu-Tyson Fury fight. So the, 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 the worst thing that ever happened to the UFC, but maybe the best thing that ever happened to mixed martial arts and these fighters, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's Jake Paul. Because Jake Paul has showed that you can make money legitimately without having to be in these institutions and Jake Paul says something that is very real and I don't like giving this dude credit but legitimately the fights he's had with the fighters that he's fought so it's that Ty- Tyron Woodley and uh um dude that got knocked out by um by uh no 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 by Masvidal the um Ben Askew oh uh yeah ben Askew, Askew. Or Askew they've, they've made more money in that one fight with him than they've ever made in the UFC for one fight so, like, it's out here, and Dana's got to start paying these dudes more, or they're going to start thinking, maybe I just go do what I want. And I think we're in a really interesting situation and moment this year going into the next, because we still don't know what's going on with John Jones. It's so much, it's so much uncertainty, Conor McGregor. It's so much uncertainty out here, and the UFC has become WWE-esque in that it doesn't need a star to keep working. But when your model is based on pay-per-views and your pay-per-views are $80, you've got to have some draws. So That's the interesting thing about UFC, man, is that these men and women, man, they're in worse position. You brought up WWE. They're in worse position than the wrestlers in terms yep. of the payday, in, in terms of what they're drawing and, and how much money UFC is making and what they're getting. I mean, unless you're a, a McGregor or somebody like that that has some leverage to or somebody that they want to push as a big deal, you're basically fucked. So, yeah, I'm not mad at these people. And I, and I think that there is, and you brought up the Jake Paul thing, there's a void there. And who knows? Yeah, Maybe Nganu says, fuck this shit. Him and John Jones, his people talk to his people, talk to my people. They may meet at a catch weight or something like that, and they do the Jake Paul thing. Well, John's you know a heavy. John walks around at a heavy. He has to lose 20 pounds or not more to get to 205. So he's been wanting to move up to heavyweight. So that's something that's there available for them. 
Um, but another thing I want to mention, um, we were talking about, we're just talking about this before we get into the fight, is if you remember, Dana did the deal with the UFC where he got, Dana did the deal with Reebok where, like, they, everybody, all of their stuff, all of their merch is, is, um, like, one-stop shop. Everything is the Reebok. You have to wear Reebok gear when you come out to the, to the, to the fight. Whereas before, they could have all the sponsors. And what paid so many fighters before between their fights in training camp and this that, and the other was sponsorship. Wearing their spons- wearing 20, 30 sponsors on their shirt, on their hat, on their pants, paid for them to train before they got their big fight to get that big money to last them however long. That's gone. So like they, I'm sure they get paid much like WWE. A better downside isn't the word in UFC, but a better per fight you know, monetary figure. But yeah, man, like they did the numbers and uh, percentages of what the players or the, the the athletes get in the major sporting companies. So like in the in the NFL, NBA, um, football, and baseball and hockey, on baseball and hockey, like the four major sports in this country, they all hover between forty five and fifty percent of the money goes to the players. In the UFC, it's like something like twenty. It's a ridiculous number of how much money this company is making and how little is going to the fighters. And they'll, because it's institution, it'll never change unless someone like Jake Paul fucks the system. And he's been doing that so far. So, Hey, Ray, you're, you're in Houston, bro. Yeah. Get, 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 get Jay Prince on the phone. Let's make Mm-mm. this happen. Unganu and John Jones. I, I even got the, I've been working on the undercard, man. We got Unganu and John Jones. That's the main Mm-mm. event. We can get um we can get Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher, we can get Kanye and Pete Davison. I'm like it, like that, that's what I'm saying, You're man. Missing like, we the main draw. You're missing the main draw. What's the main draw? It's war games. War games. Oh, see you. I see. I'm I'm being dead ass. Oh, man. I am too. Talking I am shit. too. You haven't asked me who the combatants are. I am too. You haven't I'm asked. Not me. I'm not shoot fighting people in a cage. Okay, who's in the war games then? Who's in the war games? The Jokic brothers and the Morris brothers. Yep, give it to me. Oh, boom, boom. Give it you, to you know what? I owe you an apology. For the record, <laughs> there we the, go. For the record, I value my I value my livelihood. I apologize. Thank you. Thank I value you. my yeah, livelihood. Until you said so that, all you said is you owed me one. What's that, Ray? I value my livelihood, so I'm never calling Jay Prince for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, get me his number, man. He'll talk business. He's a businessman. No, 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 no. See, Platt, see, I love you too much as a person to allow you to put your life on the line talking to that young man, to the, to the man. All right. And I'll, all deference to Jay Prince, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I All respect and love. Um, and I hope you're having a fantastic day if you're listening. Listen. Hook it up, man. He's a businessman, man. He'll talk business with me. Let's let's get out of here by I, I, yeah. let's get gotta, out of here I by picking on this the way, fight. man. I, I will take penitentiary chances or take graveside chances Does, to 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 you know the uh, uh uh chance favors the bold, sir. Chance favors the bold. Does Cyril, or fortune favors the bold. Does Cyril Gan do Dana White a favor and take the belt off of Francis Ngannou this weekend, Ray? If he could, hell yeah. Can he? I don't know. Is he a better fighter than Ngannou? I don't know. He's a more well-rounded fighter. That's what I'm asking you. Who's going to win? You give me all these fucking... You can't answer that, God. Your prediction can't be ifs and buts and candy and nuts. Can can, can I do my analyst job here, sir? Okay. Can I I do my Skrull son? Skari. Is it Skari? 
Thank you. Um, Cyril Gunn is a, is a he's a more well-rounded fighter than Ngannou is, but Ngannou is a world-class wrestler and can and throws fucking bombs. Gunn is more of a kickboxer than Ngannou is. Um, so the question is going to be number one: What is Ngannou's stamina like? He hasn't fought in a while. Gunn has been out here, and and he abused Derek Lewis here in Houston. Abused him. It was bad. Yeah. Um. If it gets to the ground, I would probably lean gun because of how well versed he is in so many different dis- disciplines. But I think Ngano hits harder. I think Ngano is Gun has only re- fought like six, ten fights in his career. Ngano's been through the ringers. I just think he's a more well-rounded, not well-rounded, but a more prepared fighter than Gun will be, and he doesn't make mistakes. Old Nganu made mistakes before he beat Stipe. This Nganu now doesn't make mistakes. He he's learns from his mistakes and he watches tape and he gets it. I think Nganu uh, wins here. And the only thing you can do at that point is call John Jones and make the super fight or let him leave his contract or trade him like you did Mighty Mouse. Because I don't think Nganu fights another fight unless it's John Jones in the super fight in Africa. <clears throat> yes, according to my non-expert opinion. I'm going to go in Ganu here. I I think he wins. And, yo, we need to figure this out. You you know, we got John Jones, who's probably the GOAT. You got Nganu, who's, you know, with all due respects to Usman, he might be the GOAT right now or, the you know, the best in the game right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to make this happen. I threw Jay Prince out there. Ray's scared to call. That's cool. Terrified. Terrified. Al Al Heyman is still out there somewhere. Maybe we find Al Heyman. Maybe we tweet Money Mayweather or something like that. Like, there's got to be a way that we can make this shit happen that doesn't involve the UFC because I do think that it would draw with with or without the UFC. I think it draws. I think Cyril Gon wins this fight. I was really impressed with with him capturing the interim title and and what you know Ray all the all the different disciplines he can display his skills in in the octagon. I think he's the next big name. I think he gets a fight or two, maybe just one more fight after this. And I think the big fight is John Jones against Cyril Gan. Um, just because, I don't know, it's a long road to hoe to get Nganu and John Jones in the octagon together under the UFC banner, considering, you know, the, the, the differences between John Jones and Dana White and now Nganu and Dana White. It's like, that just seems so undestined to happen. But nonetheless, sure. nonetheless, I do actually, not just because I think it's more likely, I do think Cyril Gan will win the fight this weekend. I won't be shocked if he doesn't, but I'm going to pick Gan. I will say this. You're spot on about that, but there's not a fight that exists right now or could exist that will make more money than Ngannou versus well, besides, uh, John Jones. Besides, Anywhere. But besides I'm saying, War Games, if you do, War Games, Jokic well, versus Murray yes, Morris. Facts, I mean, that's, facts, seriously, facts. that would make a billion facts. dollars. Agree. All facts. Um, and especially if you make that uh, Nganu John Jones fight, you put it in Africa, because that and have the first fight in Africa, it would just do crazy numbers. But uh, and we ain't talking about like Egypt either or South Africa. No. We're talking about Africa. Oh, you, it's, it's oh, you want him to be in Africa, Oh, you want him to be? Yeah, like, right. But you, you, I, I said Egypt, and you said yeah right away. I mean, I would probably, I would, I mean, Johannesburg, you can do it in Nairobi, you can, Lagos. You, you can leave me hanging out here in the wind, Platt. That's fine, but you know what I meant. Nah, nah, it's, nah, it's, it's got to be in Ghana. <laughs> That's where you do the fight. Um, by the way, 
Stipe still hasn't got Stipe took some time off. I, he's coming back. I, and I think Stipe still has a chance to play a part in this kind of triumvirate of great heavyweights. So it, it, it pisses me off how everything always seems to work out for Dana White. And it is my life's mission yeah. <laughs> to destroy the facade that is Dana White. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, that motherfucker gets a W-2 at the end of this month just like you do. He don't own shit. He owns the UFC like Stephanie McMahon was the general manager of Raw. The UFC is owned by William Morris Endeavors, the hottest or the most prestigious big-time talent agency in all of Hollywood. That motherfucker gets a W-2 just like you. Fuck him. Kiss my ass. You don't need him. Bones Jones, Ungana, you don't fucking need him, okay? I'll, I'll just say, I mean, you're not necessarily wrong, but he owns more of the, of the UFC legitimately than Jay Z did of the Nets. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's really hard. Jay Z gave uh, the Russian dude a dollar. Oh yes, you're not on the. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. That's the drop. There we go, <laughs> honey. We've reached simpatico. If they did dollars, you're not on the fuck out of here. (laughs) That being said, man, anything else uh, y'all want to get off your chest before we get up out of here? Is there anything of note that we haven't talked about? Uh, R.I.P. Betty White, R.I.P. Sidney Poitier, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Did I miss anybody? Um, recent. I mean, we talked. We did. We did a little in memoriam for um John Madden last week. Yeah. Um. No, I can't think. Uh, Dan Quinn gonna be head coach. Fuck no, man. Quit smoking crack. Okay. But yeah. somebody better get Flores a job. Matter of fact, Dallas Cowboys, man, get rid of fat ass uh, Mike not. McCarthy from they're Weekend not. at Birdies. They're not. Get Flores in there. Get they should. Of, I'm saying not, they should. But they're not. They sh- they're they, they're not. But they should. But they're not. But they should. They're not. Fuck, Kel- fuck Keller Moore, too. Fuck Keller Moore, too. He doesn't deserve I a head won't. coaching job. I won't. Fuck him, too. Get I him won't. up out of here. They're left not, wedge, and I won't. Go get your left wedge. Go get a enemy. You need to go get Flores. Whoever gets Flores. Jacksonville. Pretty Tony Khan. Shaka Khan. Sorry for whoever gets that job. Houston. He wants He wants to shine anyway. Uh, yeah, apparently so do the authorities. Uh, Ray, where can everybody find you, sir? You can find me not in jail like Deshaun will be. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> at it's Ray Cash, R E Y's and Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. Commissioner. Yeah, you can find me at PC Tunny Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network right there on all your favorite streaming platforms and thechairshot.com. Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, hook a brother up. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you. And please enjoy the games this weekend, folks. Enjoy UFC this weekend and whatever else you got going on. Basketball's heating up as well. Go check it out. Go check out the Cleveland Cavs, man. They're the most fun team in all the NBA right now. It's a good story. They've got a lot of young talent and they're making it do what it do yeah. right now i mean so go to, check that yeah out. head to cleveland you know check out the basketball check out the the gut the new baseball team name and then stay for ben roethlisberger as your quarterback this fall cleveland browns i will stab myself in the eye if he comes back and plays oh, for the folks, goddamn and browns. we will put that live on restream oh. cleveland <laughs> 
coming this September. Christopher Platt stabs himself in the eye. Sorry, Kriva. How did, how did Bone Thugs and Harmony never come out with a song called Cleveland Rocks? You get the double entendre. Anywho, for the Commissioner PC Tutty, for the Reverend Ray Cash, I'm Mr. Velvet Pies, Christopher Platt. We thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll be back here next week, as he says with his fingers crossed. Same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shalom. The champ is here! I just smashed shit right here! The champ is here! This shit is crazy! The champ is here! The champ is here! The champ is here! The chairshot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.